I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. Hello, John Peters. Hello, world. Hello, you. Thanks for tuning in this morning. I appreciate you, most of all, every individual one of you. Thank you. It's a lovely morning outside. I got up early today and don't know why, but I just decided this was a good day to get up and get ready for radio. Mike Bass is up early today, and he's running the boards and answering the phones. When you call my program, you'll get Mike first. Mike answers. Mike and I do the program, and uh, Dennis Martin will be there to do the newscast, and that's pretty much it. It's a it's a three-man show, and uh, for intent and purposes of this program, it's a, a two-person show. So thank you, and uh, let us help you with your lawn and garden questions. I do urban horticulture. I don't do pastures. I don't do goats and things of that sort. I can do goat heads. That's a different uh, issue. Uh, One favor I would ask, because it has just become overwhelming everywhere I go, and I'm not running from it. I've had St. Augustine all of my life, except the six or seven years that I lived in Ohio, while I was going to Ohio State, um, I grew up in College Station, went there for two and a half years and then transferred and got married and taught in Shelby, Ohio for two years and then came back uh, to the Dallas area as Dallas County Extension horticulturist and area horticulturist for seven years and been doing commercial radio since 1978. Um, so, And all of that time I've had St. Augustine. It's not that I can't diagnose St. Augustine problems, I can't do it on the phone. It's just too hard to describe what St. Augustine looks like. It's like a doctor trying to figure out what a, a uh, an aching tummy is. You know, there's just too many imprecise terms. Sometimes you just have to see the patient. And uh, if you could bring your lawn to me, then we'd have a, a you know, No, I don't. That doesn't work because you'd bring me a a blade of grass. But sometimes it's it's just not practical on a radio program. So the next best thing, thanks to the Internet, is I put it on my website, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. On my homepage, you'll see St. Augustine Diagnostics. And I ask of you, please go there and look through all of those things. And I think you'll see the answers to your questions. Um, the most common question right now, the most common answer right now that I'm finding uh, in the in the lawns uh, where I've driven by and where I've uh, gone to friends' homes and they've said, oh, while you're here, would you look? And because and, it happens almost, well, it happens every day and, and uh, happens a lot. Um, the, uh, the most common thing has been, well, I think my lawn just, dried up. I thought I watered properly, but it just dried up. It really was a bad drought, wasn't it? And then I say, yeah, but you had chinch bugs. Look, this is classic evidence of chinch bugs. Hot, sunny area, right out there, got dry. You thought you were watering and it didn't help. And that's chinch bugs. It's happened in July and August, but you're still seeing it. That's chinch bug damage, leftover chinch bug damage. And and all of that is illustrated at neilsperry.com. Please go there and look. Um, and then the second most common problem is people, and, and I had a long discussion with a gentleman yesterday on my program on KLIF, where there, there often is not quite enough sunlight. And a lot of people don't understand that it can be a difference of a couple of feet from here to there. There's enough light right there, but not enough right, uh, light right here, and that's because the, the trees are getting larger. And 
they're they're just causing a boundary that is getting larger and um, if you if you watch that happen as many of us in horticulture have on the same lawn over years you'll see that that bare area expands uh, that's not always the case and I wasn't sure it was his case but he, he felt pretty sure he had take all root rot I wasn't convinced I said well just send a sample to the Texas Plant Clinic at A&M and they can tell you for sure but anyway, I'd rather not get into St. Augustine Diagnostics on my program today because it takes too long. Just can't get to an answer for you, but I can through the website, and I think that'll help you. So now, all that out of the way, the phone number, if you'd like to call for any other question, is 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Let's give it a go. Let's see what uh, what I can do to help you, 800 288 9227. We begin the program each Sunday morning, sponsored by your neighborhood Callaway's Nursery. This first hour has been sponsored by Callaway's all year long, every year for many years. Be sure to thank them, won't you please? They mean a lot to my being able to stay on the air. They mean a lot to the gardeners of North Texas. Our guest always this first hour is Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager of BRIT, the Botanic Research Institute of Texas, and of course the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Appreciate your joining us, and uh, and I, I'm going to let you kind of lead the uh, lead the show because I have... A, a report that you uh, gave to me a couple weeks ago, and you had mentioned you wanted to change something. So I'll just begin by asking what's going on in the garden. Well, our stickwork sculpture is still up in the Fuller Garden. This is a large wooden maze constructed of locally harvested American elm and roughleaf dogwood saplings. The whole sculpture has a windswept look and delights visitors of all ages. Again, it's in the Fuller Garden. Uh, it will be up, I'm sure, through the end of 22 and perhaps even into 23. We'll see. This was the uh, stick work that was supposed to uh, collapse and, and disintegrate about a year ago, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's supposed to stand on its own for a good year to year or two. And it's so, doing great. Uh, yeah, so in 23 it will be it will be 2 years old. That's wonderful. Yeah. He builds to last. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It really is exciting and I hope folks will all get out there to take a look. And so what else is going on in the garden? Well, our featured plant uh, is the oxblood lily. Uh, This is uh, blooming throughout the garden. This is a fall-blooming bulb brought to Texas from Argentina in the early 20th century. Uh, This does well in our heavy clay soil. Uh, Flowers are red, trumpet-shaped, and are borne several to a stem. Excuse me, several to a stem. Uh, The foliage is strap-like and emerges after flowering. It remains green through the winter and then dies down by early summer. Then in early September, often after a rainfall, flowering stems pop up and adorn the landscape with their crimson flowers. Love that bulb. Isn't that beautiful? It is Absolutely. very much underplanted in North Texas. It needs to, and I think, I think people are finding out about it. It's just beautiful. Where are the ones at the Botanic Garden? Well, we have them scattered throughout the garden, some inside our entrance. Uh, we've got some all around the garden center, uh, across the road from the cafe. So we've got them in a and – I, and I saw some along University Drive outside our perimeter fence on University Drive. I even saw uh, a drift of them there. And, by the way, the best way to plant them is in a drift, you know, uh, not a single row, but a uh, kind of a mass planting in a 
and uh, you know, drift like a paisley form or, you know, a swath of them. Yes. Steve and I were talking about these a week ago, and um, the uh, interesting thing is that usually because of the urban heat pocket, the Fort Worth Botanic Garden is about a week ahead of our gardens at my house out in the country in rural Collin County. In this case, my oxblood lilies have preceded his by yes. a week or two. Mine yes. have just uh, are in their second round of bloom and are just finishing it, and there usually is a third round uh, about 10 days apart. These, these things mm. are, are born to bloom. They are beautiful. They look like little miniature uh, amaryllis, the, the yes. spring-blooming mm-hmm. uh, St. Joseph's lily. Beautiful right. plant, about a foot tall. Nice plant. Yes. Good choice. Mm-hmm. What events mm-hmm. do you have? Celebramos? How about Celebramos? Well, yes, that is a celebration of Hispanic heritage, and that is underway through October 15. All events and activities associated with this month-long event are listed on our website, uh, actually, it's fwbg.org slash Celebramos. You can find all the events listed there, movies, uh, music, dance, uh, you name it. Uh, and one thing that's coming up this weekend, uh, September 24, and then a week from today, Sunday the 25th, is our uh, Mariposa Market. Uh, so Saturday the 24th, the hours are 10 to 4. And then a week from today, Sunday the 25th, the hours are 12 to 5. People have an opportunity to shop the wares of local Hispanic artisan vendors and enjoy family-friendly activities. Uh, This event takes place in the open parking area between the Garden Center and the Brit Building. So that's Mariposa Market next Saturday and next Sunday, or this coming Saturday and next Sunday the 25th. Yes. All right. And when you come in the entrance to the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and uh, and Brit, people don't know much about Brit, but this is your chance to learn. When you come in the main entrance, the only entrance now, uh, that is the uh, that is where you will see all this going on. You'll say, goodness, what am I getting into? And it'll be a lot yes. of fun. So all of that information is at the website. Please repeat that website. Yes, the website is fwbg.org. All right, and just in general terms, uh, you're a couple of miles west of downtown Fort Worth. Why don't you give directions? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. And you have an old-fashioned way of reaching information, and that is to dial up on a phone, 24-hour, a recorded message. What is that number? Yes, that number is 817-463-4160. And this is Steve Huddleston, who has been my friend for decades now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a better way to say that, doesn't there, Steve? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I really appreciate you. Thank you for a great report. Take care. Well, thank you. Okay. Talk to you later. And every Sunday morning, today sponsored by WhizQ Stone, another institution of the Fort Worth area, Southeast Fort Worth in the case of WhizQ Stone. They've been there since 1983, bringing beauty to the landscapes of north central texas and i didn't say fort worth i said all of north central texas if you can hear me they'll deliver to you it's as simple as that well if you're listening uh, uh, online in thailand i don't think they'll deliver to you but uh, they'll deliver anywhere in in the uh, in the standard broadcast area of wbap uh, mike and derek wisnan the father and son team second and third generation in this family-owned business really no stone they go to the finest 
quarries in the southwest and beyond to find this beautiful stone, 22 acres of beautiful stone. You know how big that is? That's a huge amount of stone. Everything from landscape boulders to decorative gravel, everything in between. You want some beautiful stone for a patio or a walkway, pathways. Maybe you want uh, retaining wall stone or decorative boulders. Maybe you're building a lovely fountain or having it built for you. All of that is available at WhizQ Stone, and they'll help you. They'll help you pick the best stone, something that looks natural in your area. Don't know how to do it yourself? They have people who know how to do it themselves. This is not uh, something they do themselves. They'll refer you to the finest landscape contractors in North Texas. They are extremely active in leadership roles of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association, so they can refer you to the best. That's WhizQ Stone. Let me give you the particulars. 501 East Loop 820 South in far southeast Fort Worth. 4501 East Loop 820 South, southeast Fort Worth. Open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays. 817-429-0822. 817-429-0822. That's WhizQ Stone. Whiz-Q.com. It's WhizQ Stone. I'm Marshall Sapolsky with Callaway's Nursery in North Arlington. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Marshall, very, very much. Once again, our phone number is, we have one line open, 800. They have no lines open. Sold that fast. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. We start with Philip in Louisville. Philip, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. How can okay, I I've got I've got two questions. The first question is we before the freeze we had three Laura petulums that were in the uh, southeast corner of our landscape uh, it, between the front yard and the and the uh, front of the house and two of them died. One of them was protected by the by the walls on the west and north side. And so that's still alive and my wife bought last week two small one-gallon containers of, of Laura Petulum from uh, one of those box stores for $15 a piece. And she wants to put those in there. And after listening to you, I don't think I should do that because it's not going to ever probably look like the third one that's alive. So should I? Should we go buy something else that's like three at a time so that they match because they're right next to each other? I would. I wouldn't want a mismatch of, of any plants. It would be like putting two mismatched hollies alongside a, a third that isn't the same variety. Uh, Laura Pedlums right. have all kinds of different growth habits, and uh, you don't you don't want to have a mismatch. Well, I just wanted to be firm with this, and so now, I, now you gave that me would be my recommendation. That, of course, I'm going to I'm going to suggest that you go to a, a full time professional nursery where you can talk to a Texas certified nursery professional. My sponsor this hour, Callaways has 100 Texas Certified Nursery Professionals, that would be a much better place to buy. I've done yeah, something I, I rarely I will do. I just, uh, I, I'm very supportive of the Texas nursery industry. I know Dylan at the, at the Louisville location. Perfect, so Louisville, perfect place so. to shop. Absolutely perfect okay. place to shop. Dylan okay. will know the soils um, and be able to help you with the right kind of soil preparation as well. That's very important what? for lower pedlums. Louisville has all kinds of soils. Right. So, 
how can I test my sto- soil then before I go over there? Could I just take a sample over over to them and they'll? Kind yeah. Of the there. the other thing you can do is you can dig into the soil and see if you have the red uh, sandy clay loam that parts of Denton County have that has uh, will have that goes down through the mid cities, or if you have the black clay soil that comes down through Dallas County. Uh, Louisville is split by both kinds of soil, and Laura Pedlums are a whole lot happier in the red soil than they are in the black soil. And Dylan will probably know neighborhood by neighborhood what you have in your area. That's the advantage. You try that in any of the box stores, they'll look at it like it's soil. These growing soil. I'm sorry, I hate to be sarcastic, but but that's the reason. It and and if not if not that retail nursery, another full time retail nursery. I'm so gung ho on retail nurseries as opposed to the big national chains. Anyway, I'll, well, I'll label, get off that bandwagon. The label on the gallon containers it starts out saying Chinese fringe, so Chinese is probably like slang for Chinese uh, flower purple diamond. What did they know, miss? Like, did they misspell it or what? It's C H I N E S E, and then and then it says it's Chinese fringe flower is the common name of it. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Chinese fringe flower. Yeah. Okay, can you, one more thing, the dark red crepe myrtles, dwarf crepe myrtles, what would that be? Because we... we there are, are many, many. Are you talking about green leaf or, or purple leafed? For the crepe myrtle? Yes, sir. Uh, I didn't know there was two two different kinds. There I are there are a dozen or life. two dozen types. We, look look at our website. Let me, I'm, I'm really trying to hurry because I, uh, I, uh, what, I what I, hang on, let me... What I would recommend is go to the website that we have prepared at the Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney. I wrote most of the website, and I helped assemble the list. Uh, CrapeMyrtleTrails.org, C-R-A-P-E, CrapeMyrtleTrails.org, and then click on all known varieties or best known, uh, best uh, recommended varieties, and you will find the best of the dwarfs. My pre- personal preference is Mandy, M-A-N-D-I. Uh, as a dwarf, but there are other, um, there's Petite Red. Any of the Petite series would go to the top in my list of, of preferred. They're uh, time-tested. They are 62 years old, introduced in 1960 by Monrovia Nursery Company, and they have stood the test of time. They are absolutely beautiful, the Petite series, and Mandy came out at the same time. They are, they are the ones that get about thigh-high and are just beautiful. So anyway, that list will help you a huge amount. CrapeMyrtleTrails.org and then click on, on varieties. I got to run. I appreciate your call. Folks, let, and the, that same list is in my book, in fact, in its entirety, absolute entirety. That's what you can do when you, when you create the list. You can use it a couple places. The uh, book is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. The old cowboy book, book didn't have that, but Lone Star Gardening does have it. And all remaining fifth printing copies are thirty-two ninety-five, marked down from thirty-six ninety-five. As I make room for the sixth printing, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening has eleven chapters. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. That's where I tell you that the hardiness zone map from the USDA that was introduced in two thousand twelve. I feel is in error, and boy did we prove that in February 2021. I state that even more emphatically in the two paragraphs that are different in the sixth printing, but it's in there in the fifth printing, so uh, this is a real bargain for you. You don't need to have to wait and, and pay.
pay more to get the sixth printing. It's already there in the fifth printing. Anyway, to my point, the hardening of the zone map, uh, the soil types of Texas, all of that in Chapter 1. Chapter 2 is a 48-page uh, description of all of the um, things you need to do. It's a calendar. 48 pages, four pages per month of what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in your landscape month by month. And people tell me that's the best part of the entire book. Chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. All of it for only thirty-two ninety-five. 840 of my photographs and 344 pages. High-quality paper. It is a hardback. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon, and that is why I can sell it to you at $32.95. It would be $55 if it were in stores, but it's only $32.95, satisfaction completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. We've not been asked to refund any pennies since any money since the book uh, came out. That's with 75,000 copies sold. There are two ways that you can buy it. It'll be a signed copy. I'll be signing tonight and tomorrow, taking them to the post office on Tuesday. You can call my office Monday through Friday, or the better way is to order it directly from the website right now. That's at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. But don't delay. I have only a few hundred copies left, and when they're gone, the price goes up. NeilSperry.com or order it from my uh, office by calling Monday through Friday business hours, 800-752-GROW. The better way, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. The Humane Society of Dallas County, known as Dog and Kitty City, rescues, cares for, and finds homes for hundreds of cats and dogs in North Texas. They do it with the support of people like you with no funding from any government, local, or national organization. Help save more animals now by donating. That's at dogandkittycity.org. That's an N dogandkittycity.org and on North Texas Giving Day, September 22nd. I'm proud to support Dog and Kitty City. I hope you will too. All right, thank you, sir. And let me tell you right now about Advanced Foundation Repair. Leaders in the foundation repair industry. Boy, has this year been a year for foundations. It's been rough. If you have a foundation that has not been acting quite well, not been feeling too well, call Advanced Foundation Repair for that free home inspection. They will come to your house. They have very sophisticated equipment. They do about an hour to an hour and a half survey of the foundation. They do what essentially is a topographic map of your foundation. They'll show you where there are problems, the extent of those problems, and what it would take to correct those problems. Now, there is the off chance, and sometimes it's a pretty good chance, that you don't have any problems. And they'll tell you that. That's the thing I like most. I have had many, many letters over the years, people who have said, they told me I didn't have any foundation problems. Here's what I need to do to avoid them. And they thanked me for having them come out. I think that is so cool. But then I've also had a lot of people who have said, Neil, thank you for the referral to Advanced Foundation Repair. They came. They did find the problems that I kind of suspected I had. Here is what it's going to cost to have it fixed, and it's half of what another company uh, told me it would cost. And uh, this is a company I've advertised for for 27 years, and the people are very, very happy with the work that they've done. I know I am. They worked at our house. They will do great work for you. Phone number. 
800-800-0003. Advanced Foundation Repair on the web. It's foundationrepairs.com. Foundationrepairs.com. And again, that phone number, 214-333-0003. Neil Sperry and Callaway's Go Back Since Our Nurture's Opened. I'm Rob with Callaway's at Preston Road in Plano, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Rob, very, very much. We have the bottom of the hour newscast right now. We'll be back on the other side. If you're on hold, please wait for me. I'll get right to you. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. It's good to just keep you in the know. Available on your smart devices. All you have to do is ask. Hey, Google, play WBAP. One hundred years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP and WBAP.com. Tropical storm Fiona is likely to become a hurricane today. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24/7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP, first traffic and weather. On the ones. An accident in Irving is blocking the number one lane of eastbound Highway 114 at MacArthur Boulevard. Paving operations in Dallas mean the left lane has been shut down on northbound 35E between Riverfront Boulevard and Commerce Street. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. It's going to be sunny and hot today. The high 95 degrees. Clear, warm tonight, low 76. Tomorrow, sunny and hot. High 96 tomorrow. Right now we're looking at 77 degrees in Fort Worth. 76 in Dallas. Tropical storm Fiona is expected to strengthen into a hurricane this afternoon as the storm passes over Puerto Rico. The heavy rainfall is definitely a big concern. Right now, uh, some heavier rain bands are starting to approach the eastern portions of the island, and uh, conditions are expected to continue deteriorating throughout the day. National Hurricane Center forecaster Brad Reinhardt says Puerto Rico is expecting 12 to 16 inches of rain, and more than that is possible. Police in the town of Everman, south of Fort Worth, believe they may have headed off a mass shooting Friday evening. They say they were warned of what they believe was a credible threat that a person on his way to the Everman High School homecoming football game intended to commit a shooting. They stopped the car that had been described to them, found two teenagers inside, along with an AR-15 pistol and 60 rounds of ammunition. The teenagers were arrested. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. Stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP. 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. One of the real joys of this time of year is the migrating birds that are coming through north central Texas. If you look at a map and you realize that there are a lot of bird species that, that uh, overwinter in Mexico, you begin to realize that these birds are coming in from the north, uh, northeast and they are, and the Midwest and they are using Texas as a funnel right on into Mexico. We see birds for the next month or two that we will not see at all for many months. They'll come back through in the spring 
spring. We just, uh, it's the two times a year we see them. And that's all the more reason to have bird feeders up and to encourage these birds to come right on through your landscape. Wild Birds Unlimited can help you in that respect. I hope you'll get into your local Wild Birds Unlimited store. We'll give you three of them in just a moment that join together to sponsor this broadcast, my broadcast on KLIF, and my eGardens electronic newsletter. These are my friends. These are the friends of birds all around North Central Texas. Wild Birds Unlimited, you won't believe these stores. You're probably used to seeing bird feeding supplies on one rack in a store somewhere, kind of mediocre things. Wait till you see what Wild Birds Unlimited has in store store for you the best feeders you have ever seen carefully designed by professionals who understand birds wait till you see the different mixes of seeds and feeds that they sell they are carefully planned it's as if they have nutritionists involved i'll bet they do and they're carefully designed to fit onto the feeders and into the feeders if you have squirrels if you have other uh, 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 animals and and uh, varmints that get into your feeders they have ways to avoid those as well have you ever seen a raccoon baffle i have two of them and they work they've been working for three years possum baffles oh my goodness wild birds unlimited let them help you birdie's store great name for cheryl miller birdie and that's what she answers to, is at 3001 South Harden Boulevard. This is in McKinney. 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, near Tom Thumb. Ron has a new store, and uh, he had been at another location uh, running that store, owning that store for almost 20 years, but he moved in February to 5708 Abrams Road. I think that store is probably about four times the size of the old store. It's a standalone store, and it's beautiful. 5708 Abrams Road, one block south of Northwest Highway, right there by Medallion Center in East Dallas. And David's store is right where it's always been. It's a landmark in in, uh, Park City's 5715 West Lover's Lane next to Nichols Nardi Nursery and Garden Center, just west of the Tollway. Those are the Wild Birds Unlimited stores I'd like you to look for. WBU.com slash DFW, Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. DFW's most listened to news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 820, WPAP, and 99.5 FM HD2. We have a Wortham Brothers roof on our home. We've had it for four years, and I'm proud to tell you about it. We had them come out because we began to develop some problems. I had been doing ads for them for several years, and I was doing it, I don't want to say on blind faith. I'd been doing it on a lot of reputation and a lot of uh, uh, references, people for whom they had done work. I had seen their work. I had talked to owners, and I knew very well that they did the best work around. But then... But then we had them put a roof on our home, and oh my goodness, they're good. They are absolutely the best. And let me tell you, uh, the proof of that is that they have done more than 100,000 roofs across north-central Texas since they began business in 1986. It's a second-generation family business, and they do it well, really well. All kinds of roofs, composition, clay and concrete, tile, slate, 
They do slate roofs, metal roofs. They do new roofs. They do residential re-roofing. They do it all. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. If you think you might have had wind or hail damage, let them go up on your roof and determine if indeed there has been damage. That's what they did at our home. They said, yep, you've had significant damage. We were not home when the hailstorm came through, but they identified the, the magnitude of it, and they said, yes, if you have insurance, you probably uh, will qualify. We called our insurance company. They went up and they looked, and we got our settlement. Then we called Wortham Brothers back, and we took it. They took it from there with us, helping us, guiding us, as they will do you. The best it gets. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Here's the phone number. Make note of this. 972-562-5788. I have it on my website. If you miss it, it's radio sponsors, and there they are. Only one I'll have. 972 562 5788 wbroofing.com wbroofing.com or brothers roofing company news talk 820 wbap 995 fm hd2 and wbap.com one of the things that i am most happy to tell you about is a sponsor that's been with me for a long long time and both of the ones i've mentioned have and arborological services back up into the mid 20s of years now i need to go back and and time stamp that but somewhere like 24 25 years steve hauser and his team have been my sponsors and they also have been taking care of the sperry trees which they will do again in the next several weeks I wouldn't have anybody else touch my trees because they are the best. Three of their people, three of their leaders have been named Arborists of the Year for the state of Texas. That award has been given out about 20 years now. One person per year is given that in the entire state of Texas, Arborist of the Year. And three times out of those 20 years, it's been somebody from Arborological Services. Go figure that. That's pretty good. Most companies would love to have one in a career. They have three in 20 years. Arborological Services, the experts your trees deserve. They have a 13-time winner of the Texas Tree Climbing Championship, and uh, that person is still very actively running uh, one of the crews. In fact, it'll be the crew that will work on our trees in just a few weeks, and that's Miguel Pastanez. It's uh, it's the best uh, bunch that you can find. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists. Most companies have one or two. They have 12. That's why I tell you they're the best for all kinds of tree work, whether it's routine maintenance or whether it's something heroic. Call them. If you're doing new construction, adding on to your house, building a new house, you want to protect the trees, this is the company to call. If you just want to take the best possible care, this is the company to call. They are strictly local, even with a toll-free number, 866-552-7267, 866-552-7267, Arborological Services. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Ross from the Cornelius Store in Houston. And now, back to Neil. Thank you very, very much. I always explain that Sterling Cornelius was a legend, a hero. He was he was uh, one of the early pioneers in the independent retail standalone store a, a store you drove up to back in the uh, back in the 60s there there hadn't been many nurseries you could drive up to and uh, his uh, his nursery on 
on, I guess it was Voss Road, was one of the very first. And a sweet and kind man, one of my heroes. I, I had so many opportunities to visit with Sterling, and, and when he retired, they bought his nurseries and uh, left the name in place as a just a memorial to him. Everybody loved him. Texas Certified Nursery Professional Number 1. Oh, my goodness. So that's why you have uh, Cornelius Nursery in Houston, but it's the Callaways people. Let's go to Rob and Terrell. I'm going to catch up for Rob and Gene in Plano. They've been waiting way too long. Rob, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Uh, Thank you, sir. First time, long time. Thank you. Well, long time waiting. (laughs) That's not a problem. It's Sunday morning. Nobody's in a hurry. I bought your book. Love your book. Thank you. It's also a pretty book. I think everybody needs to get it, but it's also a pretty book. I leave mine laying out so people can see it. Thank you. So, yeah. There you go. A shameless plug for you. Thank you. I have got a uh, Turk's Catberry, my wife, uh, Turk's Cat Bush, my wife had bought in uh, April of 21. It was just a little sprig. And after it got over its transplant, it it grew up and put out berries and and uh, had itself a good old time. This year, however, it's 15 times the size as it was last year. It's got probably 150 blooms on it right now, but no berries. The blooms just fade and fall off, and I'm wondering if there's anything wrong. No, Uh, probably not. It probably just hasn't been pollinated. How well did it bloom during the summer? It bloomed all along? Oh, yeah. It was all over the place, and it's had hummingbirds and grasshoppers and 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 uh, just all kinds of things all over it. So uh, I, I don't I don't I don't see how in the world it could have missed getting pollinated. Well, grasshoppers won't pollinate. They uh, they are consumers, not uh, not workers. Um, I would uh, I would not worry about it. I've never in my life in my entire life have I spent one millisecond thinking about whether I did or did not have fruit on my Turks caps. Ah, okay. So I'm just a little early in the season, and, and uh, maybe it's a little too dry last summer. Huh? I Well, it certainly didn't help. I Let me let me put it this way. Let me think of something. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that just doesn't bother me. Um, I'm trying to think of how I can take strokes off my golf game that I gave up 45 years ago. <laughs> it's just something that doesn't worry me anymore. And whether my Turk's cap ever has fruit on it or not is not a concern to me. Usually when a plant has fruit, that, that comes at the expense of additional flowers. You don't want that fruit to form if you want it to bloom more. I think that's a positive that it doesn't have fruit. Uh, I, say, well, actually, I was looking forward to the berries. Uh, uh, they're quite delicious. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I eat some of the berries, absolutely. And, all right. Uh, also, I was going to plant. I was going to use the seeds to plant more, uh, more turkey caps in the backyard. But yeah, I, I can understand that. Yet. That that part I get. But uh, well, I think another year with with lower temperatures and with uh, with uh, maybe not quite such a. Uh, low humidity and and droughty condition, I I think you'll be in better shape. That would be the only thing I could explain, Rob, but uh, I don't know why they wouldn't have had fruit. Uh, Okay, okay. But it's still, though, in uh, uh, late September, uh, am I a little too early, do you think, maybe for fruiting 
uh, well, fruits come in? I have to plead ignorance as a guy who pays no attention to whether they have fruit or not. Oh. They normally they normally would have fruit by now, and and so yeah, it, it's probably unusual that they don't. But uh, but you still have time for it to form since they're blooming heavily. I I have noticed on the ones that I look at in town that they have not bloomed as well because they haven't grown as well because the irrigation systems have been cut back due to what some people have, I guess, perceived to be a water shortage, even though the reservoirs have been basically full. Um, I, I think the fact that rain has been so spotty, I, I, I think people have taken that to mean that they should just not water ever again, and that's why so much stuff has dried up that didn't need to. I, people have lost landscape plants. I'm editorializing now just a little bit. People have lost expensive uh, hollies and magnolias and and other landscape plants that they didn't need to just because they thought they were not supposed to water. And I don't think any city asks people not to water at all. They just ask people to be uh, uh, careful in their watering. Right. And, yeah, and, yeah, and so, would, but I've seen Turks cat that didn't bloom at all or had very few blooms because they weren't being irrigated. So I, uh, I think okay. you're fine. I think another year will be normal for you. Oh, okay. Okay. So just uh, right off the berries and the new seeds for this year and, yes, and hope for the best next year. I yeah, the plants will come back vigorously. What kind of fertilizer have you put on these? I have not. I have not, Good. Neil. Okay. Uh, these guys went straight into the, uh, the, the native sandy loam that we seem to have all around here in South Terrell. I was just making sure you didn't put a bunch of lawn food on them or something, a lot of nitrogen, and, and get, okay. That's good. You're fine. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. You're fine. They love you. Okay. Well, that's good. Love your show, boss. Take care. Appreciate the call very much. Thank you, Rob. Let me go to Jean right now and help her in Plano. Jean, this is Neil. Good Good morning. Good morning. How can I hit? Thank uh, you for waiting. I'm sorry you had to wait so long. That's okay. Um, I bought a crepe myrtle about a week ago, and it, it was in a um, eight-gallon pot. And the plant, the tree is about eight feet tall in the ground. But um, I just had the had it in the pot for a couple of days. I would put like a gallon of water on it, and it would run right out the bottom. The mix of the soil in the pot is so porous; it's mostly ground up. Uh, pine bark and um, I put it in the ground and I have black uh, clay soil um, and it seems to be wet you know I stick my fingers down in it I don't want to give it too much water um, but every afternoon it, it the leaves droop and in the morning they're kind of okay but every day uh, they're less vigorous Gene, what you need what you need to give it about every two days is eight gallons of water. What I what I have decided the best answer for me to people uh, with new plants is that for the first summer, and I think we're still in summer as long as it's ninety five or ninety eight degrees. Uh, I think we're still in the summer. We need to water our plants every couple of days with the same amount of water that equal to the size of the container from which it was planted. So an 8-gallon or 10-gallon plant gets that much water every couple of days during the late spring, summer, and early fall. You won't overwater them, even in the clay soil. Now, if you get a 2-inch rain, that that, that uh, takes precedence. But but otherwise, just water it. And, and what you're seeing is a plant that's not getting enough water. Um, and, and so you'll see a... a 
just a marked change when you start watering it more. The first good rain that you get, you'll really see it saying, hey, thank you, that's a lot better. Plants need a rain right now. The rain we got two or three weeks ago really helped. Everything looked so happy for about a week, and then it said, well, thanks a lot. Here we go again. I was out. Uh, right. with, I was out with Zeus the dog this morning, just at, at daybreak, and and I noticed the plants are getting back into that midsummer uh, doldrum. But that will help a huge amount if you water uh, it, it deeply. The reason that nurserymen use that kind of very lightweight mix. Can you imagine why? I I, I think you'll understand, <laughs> and you may already know. Do you know why they use such a lightweight soil mix, planting mix? Well, the little roots. I know it had very tiny uh, no that's not that's that's not the reason that that happens because of the the lightweight soil mix but there's another reason shipping cost labor cost of lifting the plants and and shipping cost and uh, they can get more plants on a truck and and meet the the load requirements etc and it's easier to lift the plants and so they grow them in the lightest weight soil mix they can get by with that will still hold water and still hold nutrients and uh, when we get those plants and set them into the ground, uh, they are in, in that same soil for the first 6 or 12 months because their roots haven't grown out into the clay soil yet or the native soil. Mm-hmm. And they dry out so quickly. And meanwhile, the plant that you put out three years ago over there and the other one on the other side over there are drying out at a slower pace because they're established. And you say, well, how can this thing be so dry so fast when those plants are very happy? And that's the reason. And that's why we lost so much new stuff that people put out after the bad winter two years ago or a year and a half ago because they weren't hand watering these plants. That's why we have to water them by hand, not by the sprinkler system. So, right. Yeah, I do have a, a hose right up next to it. At a girl. So Just gonna, run yeah. it more often. Run it more often and for a little longer at a time. Okay, sounds good. There you go. You're off to the races now. Have a good day. Thanks for calling. All right. Folks, all my lines are open now. I didn't want anybody to have to wait. I will tell you right now that you'll have to wait through the newscast if you call now, but you'll have the line secured. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. The remaining copies of my fifth printing of my book are $32.95. That is a real deal. The sixth printing, when it uh, when I release it, will be $38.95. These are $32.95. There are two paragraphs that are different. They are in Chapter 1, where I tell you that the, the 2012 um, uh, USDA hardiness zone map is wrong because it put us in a, a warmer uh, hardiness zone than we really are. Boy, did we find that out in February of 2021. But I already told you that in the fifth printing. I've been telling you that in all of the first five printings. So you don't gain anything by waiting for the sixth printing. I hope that made sense. Go ahead and get this while you can save all of that money. Only a few hundred copies remain. I have one thing I haven't done uh, in all of this time that I've had it on sale. There is one notification somewhere away from radio that I'm about to make, and it probably will sell the book out. So don't delay. If you want it at this price, go ahead and grab it. It's 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, things you need to know that refer to all the other 10 chapters about soils in Texas, about climates in Texas, about water, uh, uh, rainfall rates in Texas, etc. Chapter 2 
is the 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. That's uh, in uh, Chapter 2. Uh, and and people tell me that alone pays for this book. I think it'll pay for the book by the end of the year. I guarantee your satisfaction with the book, so that's part of that guarantee. Uh, chapters 3 through 11 are comprehensive chapters, ultra-comprehensive, on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. There are more than 25 multi-page charts, 840 of my best photos, and 344 pages in this book. It's on high-quality paper, and it was printed in San Antonio by Clear Visions and then bound at Universal Book Bindery, a historic bindery in downtown San Antonio. I've spent a year of my life getting this book ready for you, and you're going to you're going to get that year for $32.95. Satisfaction completely guaranteed. I'll sign your book, and I will personally take it to the post office Tuesday. You need to order it from my website or call my office if you want to get it ordered. The uh, website is the better way. That ensures that you get a copy. That's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. As I said, it's suddenly going to be gone at this price of $32.95, so don't delay. Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, or you can order on the phone tomorrow business hours at 800-752-GROW.